0: How's everyone doing today? We're here to talk some fantasy football. I'm Ronnie Johnson. I'm here with Sean Smith. We're going to do a IDP style. How you doing, Sean?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I think I started us a little bit late, but it's good enough. So we'll keep going. Uh, crazy crazy week. We've got this weird Pittsburgh Baltimore madness. I don't know. It sounds like they're going to play on November 43rd. And <laughs> good good Thanksgiving, man. I'm still eating leftovers. So good. Every day it's like, oh, more. Stuffing a turkey.
0: Same with us.
1: But I'm in one of those games where I'm leading right now, and my opponent has a Pittsburgh receiver. And so, you know, uh, all leagues might be different, but at least our league's saying, hey, if they play on Wednesday, then that counts. And so I could go from a loss to a win based on what happens on Wednesdays. So, hate to say it, but I'm hoping for another Rona outbreak in Baltimore. <laughs> that might be the only way I win. <laughs>
0: And I've already lost, so case <laughs> close.
1: All right. So news and notes. Um, week thirteen, whenever that starts, that's what's coming up. We've got only two teams on a bye, Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, other news, Miles Garrett, he's finally off the road on the list, so he should be back after I don't know, is it two or three games he's missed? A lot. So it'd be nice to get Miles Garrett back. And of course you watched all of the Denver quarterbacks. Uh <laughs> Were out. So they played without one. And that was pretty much the comedy show I expected. But all all the regular quarterbacks did test negative, And so they're returning to the team today. So that's good news for Denver. A little late, but I kind of thought it would be uh, a comedy show without having a quarterback. And sure enough, they tried everything. The funny thing is New Orleans, they did the exact same thing. They've been doing that with uh, Taysom Hill. He gets in there and runs it most of the time anyway. So Not a lot of passing. I feel sorry for every receiver in that game. (laughs) Moving on to Houston, cornerback Bradley Roby and the wide receiver Will Fuller were both suspended six games for PED violations, which includes game one of next year. The Giants rookie, I told you about this on the weekend, uh, safety rookie Xavier McKinney, who was hurt before game one. He finally got healthy and got in the game and on special teams and got one assisted tackle on a kickoff. (laughs) So, that's all Xavier McKinney did. Um, Cleveland picked up safety Tedrick Thompson off of waivers, I think from Kansas City, uh, because Denzel Ward and Ronnie Harrison are both banged up. And that's all my news and notes. Do you have anything to add, Ronnie?
0: I don't, other than San Francisco is not playing in San Francisco for the next two weeks. (laughs) Two weeks, they're going to be playing
1: down in Arizona for their home team. So, we'll see what that actually does. I don't even think they can practice in san francisco so they have to probably practice in arizona too
0: yeah i think they just shut everything down san francisco just went to a complete corona shutdown right
1: yep no gatherings of any kind so i don't know what that's gonna do um but arizona plays like is it sunday night and then san francisco has to play monday night in that same arizona stadium so i don't know if the grass is going to be tore up or what but we'll see yeah, this this Corona stuff's kind of getting out. I hate to even look at the NFL numbers this week to see how many positive test cases we have.
0: Exactly, crazy. Well, let's move on to our pick six results. Uh, pretty good week for you, not so good for me. You went well. We one of
1: our games was Pittsburgh Baltimore, so that's still to be decided. But of the games, the five games that happen, you're four and one already, and I'm two and three. So I'm I'm hoping that game plays just to get up to even. And for sure, you're going to beat me no matter what happens. So
0: <laughs>
1: hopefully that game happens just to just to have something. Wednesday football is going to be weird. What do you think of that?
0: I, I'm more struggling on how do they decide what teams to cater to to move the games. Like Denver and San Francisco earlier in the year, a lot of outbreaks. But because both teams are down year, they just play no matter what. Yeah. Denver, no quarterback. I mean – Good thing it's not – you're not paying for tickets this year, I suppose, because that was just – I mean, you could tell the guy was going to run every time they hiked him. He was ready to run as soon <laughs> as he received the ball. It was terrible. But any day we can get football is always a good day, in my yeah. opinion. So I'm going to look forward to it. But no nope. Thursday game, but so that's going to be a little weird.
1: That's what I was thinking, too. We, we still get a midweek game. It just won't be Thursday. It'll be Wednesday. And good luck with your fantasy games because I don't know what leagues are going to do. But, I mean, our rule this year was we're basically uh, making it basically a practice year because all this craziness that we figured was going to happen. So pretty much uh, playing for funds and just to keep the league going. All right, moving on. It's all buffet team time. So this is the big one because it was Thanksgiving week. And, of course, it's a big all buffet team. So I'm not even going to go over the stats. These, these numbers are so huge. Seems like there's over 10 of D-linemen and linebackers because, well, Thanksgiving, they want a feast. So uh, the Alba Faye team, you got to get a, cat- a stat in four categories or more. And here's what we got for D-line. J.J. Watt, we saw his pick six. Joey Bosa, did you see he showed up? He made the list. Big time. Quinnen Winnin-Williams for the Jets. Jets are even getting on here, even how bad they are. Kerry Hyder, San Francisco. Demarcus Walker of Denver. Zach Kerr of Carolina. I wonder if he's getting in there because of the double teams on Mr. Burns. Uh, Jacob Tuiotu Mariner. Uh, Aaron Donald. Glad glad to have him back on the list. Adam Butler for New England. Jeffrey Simmons for Tennessee. Montez Sweat. He had a pick six for Washington. Ed Oliver. uh, The young guy out of Buffalo. Leonard Williams for the Giants. Another stud, Averson Griffin for Detroit. He's starting to show up. Pretty long list. What do you think of those guys on D-line? A lot of them.
0: And two of them, I think, were on my bench, which I lost. J.J. Watt on my bench. Montel Sweat on my bench. I just couldn't get anything right this week.
1: (laughs) And both of them with a pick six. A lot of defensive pick six this week. It was interesting to watch a lot of them games. All right, moving on to linebacker. Another huge list here. Another Starting it off with another pick six guy, Deion Jones for Atlanta. Uh, linebacker there, Preston Smith for Green Bay. He had a fumble return for a touchdown. A.J. Klein, man, this guy, he's going to show up in the waiver wire list because if you don't have A.J. Klein by now, look at his last couple of weeks and you realize you should get him. He's only like 24% rostered or something like that. Darius Leonard for Indianapolis, he's always a stud. Tyrell Adams for Houston, monster tackle game. Nate Hall for Houston. Neville Hewitt, he's your man down there in the Jets, New York Jets, Neville Hewitt. K.J. Wright, I think another guy that used to be on your team for Seattle. <laughs> Steven Means for Atlanta. A lot of Atlanta guys showing out this week. Of course, they got the just the stomping. They won pretty big. And where was I? Oh, Jabal Sheard, remember him from... Last year, I, that name sounds so familiar, but haven't even mentioned his name this year. But Jabal Shear, New York Giants. Nick Vigil, Los Angeles Chargers. Zadarius Smith, Green Bay. He's always a stud. Jamie Collins for Detroit. About the only thing Detroit has going is a couple guys on defense. And then last but not least, another Jet guy, Jordan Jenkins. Huge list. Do you have any other linebackers yeah. you like out of that or any that I didn't mm. mention?
0: Nope, but after we do the DBs, we'll have to talk about the firing of Matt Patricia. We forgot to talk about that one on the News and Notes. <laughs>
1: oh, that's right. We, we called it. All right. The DB list is kind of short, so it'll go quick. Uh, Jeremy Chin, if you watch this, he had two touchdowns in eight seconds of game time. He had a fumble return for a touchdown. They kicked it off. First play, the other team fumbles it, and he picks it up and runs it in for another touchdown. So he had a 17 and 28-yard fumble return for touchdowns. Uh, he did have a forced fumble and a whole bunch of tackles. Stud game there for Jeremy Chin. Uh, I think that's really going to help him out on the Rookie of the Year voting. Look out, Patrick Queen. Here comes Jeremy Chin. Uh, Troy Hill, cornerback for the Los Angeles Rams. He also had a fumble return for a touchdown. Jordavius White for Buffalo. Xavier Howard, another interception for Miami. Look out for that guy. I think he's already on my year are the One list. Vaughn Bell for Cincinnati. He's starting to pick up his game. Jimmy Ward for San Francisco. Um, Logan Ryan for the Giants. And that's all of it for the Alba Faye team. What do you think of those DBs? I mean, Jeremy Chin. Got to talk about him.
0: Yeah, and two of them are really low-owned. I got them on the uh, free agent list, so.
1: I might have put Xavier uh, Howard because I think you got to pick him up. I think it's something like five straight games with an interception. That That looks pretty good. But we'll get to that in the next segment, so. Matt Patricia, no longer the Detroit Lions coach.
0: And they also got the GM, right?
1: I didn't hear about the GM, but I assume they're both going to go together. Yeah. That was probably long overdue. What do you think? Or do you think this was the final nail in the coffin?
0: Yeah. National TV embarrassed.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving Day, you can't can't really do anything. Can't get anything going. Your offense has been pretty bad, but, I mean. All starts up front, like you always say, that old line they got to do a little better
0: and he's supposed to be a defensive genius, that's why they brought him in
1: yeah, and the defense is
0: doing all right, but not
1: great. i mean, I don't think he's a genius. I think the only thing is uh he's got the curse of being a assistant to Bill Belichick, almost every assistant that goes on to become a head coach does poorly, so
0: yeah, I think the best one might be the um, foys out of uh miami he's Putting it together.
1: Yeah. I like my. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but they're definitely in the hunt. It looks like Buffalo has that division wrapped up. New England got a win this week. So over Arizona, it was kind of crazy on what was happening. Yeah. And like, like I was seeing earlier, you're starting to see a lot more of these young guys and rookies get some playing time. And a lot of them, some of them, well, maybe not a lot of them, but a lot of, some of them are looking good. So keep an eye out on all the young guys finally getting some playing time. And seeing, you know, they've had, what is it, 12 weeks now in the NFL? I think they're about ready to show they're pretty much not even rookies anymore at this point. I agree. But I'll have some of those in the waiver wire. So (laughs) I think I'm ready for the waiver wire pearls. What about you?
0: Yep. I'll start us off with D-line. I got Quentin Williams of the Jets, like you brought up jeffrey simmons for tennessee sat had two good back-to-back games only about 24 percent owned and guy we haven't talked about in a while had just brought him up because maybe he's going to start playing again chase winovich for new um, england yeah.
1: i think he was on the one list at one point
0: yeah those are my top three
1: well i've got three, three different guys than you so Uh, This guy's kind of a stud, Kerry Hyder for San Francisco, 26% rostered, seven and a half sacks on the year, uh, and he's got four over the last four games, so Kerry is looking pretty good. Speaking of that, do you know who the sack leader is in the NFL right now?
0: No. Last week, it was Troy Hendrickson, right? So I don't know who it is this week. It is now my man, Aaron Donald. Donald. <laughs> with 10
1: sacks. Trey Hendrickson's right behind him at nine and a half with Miles Garrett at nine and a half. So, Miles Garrett, now that he's back, he uh, basically said, I'm going to let you guys catch up with me. And Aaron Donald took advantage, went ahead. So, it's going to be a tight race. I think you got Zadarius Smith and TJ Watt also in that running at nine. But Aaron Donald's the first guy to double digits. All right, and Aaron Donald is not on the waiver wire because everybody has him. If he was on there, he'd be picked up right away. Next is your guy, too, Max Crosby, Las Vegas. 39% rostered. Uh, nothing too great because Las Vegas is really a bad team at getting sacks, but they're playing the Jets. So I kind of like that matchup in Max Crosby. And then finally, the old, the old stud, Fletcher Cox. Philadelphia, he's only 24% rostered, and he is a sack in each of the last four games. So... He's looking consistent, at least right now.
0: Perfect. Going into linebackers, guy who made the list last week, Neville Hewitt for the Jets. Ah Man, he's racking up the tackles. Oh, yeah. KJ Wright's back. You know, he had another decent game. And then a homer pick, Bradley Chubb. That Denver's defense is playing well until they get wore out.
1: Not bad. I do like that K.J. Wright. I didn't put him on my uh, waiver wire list, but he's looking pretty good, probably because of their matchup this week. I have A.J. Klein because, I mean, over the last three games, 25 solo tackles in three games Mm -hmm. and four and a half sacks over three games. So he's averaging one and a half sack a game and around eight solos. So A.J. Klein of Buffalo. And he's only 23% rostered. So I think he's definitely someone you must have. Tyrell Adams out of Houston. Pretty much just the tackle guy, but double-digit scoring since he took over for the injured Bernardrick McKinney in week five. So he's a pretty consistent guy, but he's not going to get you much more than just tackles. Uh, Neville Hewitt for the Jets. Uh, I think you mentioned him earlier, 41% rostered. He's been consistent actually all year long, but over the last two weeks, he's really upped his game. And then my man, Isaiah Simmons out of Arizona. 35% 35% rostered. I told you I was going to watch him to see if he can do back-to-back games. And sure enough, he got another sack. So he, uh, in the last two games, he's got 12 solos and two sacks. So I'll take that over two weeks. I'm going to have to probably start starting him now. That's it for my linebackers.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I agree. A.J. Klein on the bench. Mm-hmm. Could have helped me this week. and I was gonna put Simmons on mine, but I figured you would let you brag about him for a while.
1: Good rookie pick up there.
0: Yeah, all right, going into DBs, Xavier Howard, only still 23% owned. Rashawn Jenkins, who I'm probably gonna have to drop him for the rookie for New York, 15%, but God, he's been playing well. And you mentioned Vaughn Bell for Cincinnati. Those are my top three.
1: So, uh, you've got a couple of the guys that I've got as well. Like Xavier Howard, I just want to mention he has an interception in each of the last three games and seven interceptions on the year, which I believe is enough to have him lead the league. Yep, Xavier Howard leads the NFL in interceptions. He pulled ahead of J.C. Jackson for New England. So, and then Von Bell, fifteen solos over the last two weeks, so you got to love them tackle numbers. Then I added a couple more Jabril Peppers. He's forty-nine percent rostered, so just under the threshold for me. He's been all over the field doing everything lately, and he's a good matchup versus Seattle this week. I think they give up a lot of sacks, so he might be uh, he might be competing with uh, Jam Adams in this game. Jamal Adams and Jabril Peppers, Giants versus Seattle. It's a good matchup for me. And then I did a deep dive. This is my first deep dive of the week for free agency. Donovan Wilson, the safety for Dallas. He's only 4% rostered. But over the last two weeks, he's got 19 total tackles, counting solos and assists, plus a half a sack and two forced fumbles. So Donovan Wilson's looking pretty good for Dallas. But that's it for my defensive backs.
0: You want to All take right. us over
1: to the, uh, the other side?
0: The other side, quarterbacks. I don't know what I did here, but I only, apparently, I only like Daniel Jones. I've been talking about him for weeks. He's the only one on my list, and he gets the bungles this week.
1: How, how, how well did he do for you last week? So I think you started him.
0: I, but then he, he pulled a hammy in the middle of the game, but they say he's good, you know, but he let me down big time.
1: Yeah, that's too bad. All, All right, I've got me. three guys. I, I was kind of looking because I figure there's going to be some people in need. I do like Baker Mayfield. He's 51% rostered, uh, but he showed he can play better in warmer weather like Jacksonville. And this week, I believe he goes to Tennessee. So still out of Cleveland, so he should do good. Tennessee, eh, sometimes they're a pretty weak defense, so we'll see what happens. And then I've got uh, this, I guess only if you're desperate, but M- Mitch Trubisky for Chicago. <laughs> he might have looked bad, but he's only 14% rostered. And he had three passing touchdowns. In a bad game mm-hmm. and he faces detroit who's so bad they fired their coach so that might be something to look for if you're desperate and then you know what you i can't remember what you called this guy um uh after the country singer but andy dalton or <laughs> dallas the red guthrie i don't even know yeah. something with a g but anyway uh he's 28 percent rostered andy dalton and he faces baltimore so there's a possibility of COVID issues that might have that game move or canceled. I think it's already starting off on a Tuesday game already. So that one's, that one's a scary one if you're relying on Andy Dalton, no matter what. But those are my three quarterbacks.
0: All right. Going into running backs, Wayne Gilman of the Giants. Cam Akers, not that he was on the list last week. I don't know if you really want any Rams. And Frank Gore. Ooh, the only bit goody. Yeah, no matter if they're winning or losing, you know, the Jets just give them the ball. And then I think fig- if you don't bring up the next guy on the list, I'll bring him up after you're done. But those are my top three.
1: All right. I went all LA. So I agree with you on Cam Akers. Um, he's getting more carries lately. And last week he had an, a nine plus yard per carry average. So I think the coaches are going to see that, that he was over nine yards a carry. And they're going to say, hey, we need to give this guy the ball more. So I expect Cam Akers to get more runs. And then the other Los Angeles, the Chargers, Joshua Kelly. He's another rookie that's coming around and starting to look better as the year goes on. So two rookies, two L.A. guys.
0: Really not Dante Booker, huh? With uh,
1: He didn't look so good last week. Got something yeah. like one or two points. Ten yards, maybe.
0: Yeah. Because Jacob's got a ankle sprain, so he might not be playing this week. So he might be a good pencil in for one week. But going into receivers, I went young, super young. Hmm. I don't know when people are going to pick up Michael Pittman Jr. yet, but he's still really low. Harry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs for Vegas. And Denz, Denzel Mims for the Jets. Eight targets, you know. Ooh, got to like that. Got it. Going young, like you said last week, these young guys are starting to play out.
1: Well, the, uh, I agree with you with Las Vegas because any receiver for Las Vegas, they're facing the Jets, and the Jets don't have their top four cornerbacks. So uh, they might get one of them back from the Rona list, but still receivers against the Jets look good. So I went with Hunter Renfro for Las Vegas for my guy. He's 23% rostered, seven catches on nine targets last week. And, again, he faces the Jets, so we should see plenty of work. And then San Francisco. This guy's pretty highly rostered, a seventy-six percent Debo Samuel. But I figure there's a there's a chance he's out there on some waiver wires. He's a target monster, and he's finally back after something like three weeks off with a hamstring injury. So keep an eye or look out for him to see if he's there. And he's worth a grab if he is. Uh, just another thing on that. Yeah, I forgot I forgot about that uh, Jacob injury to his what was it ankle? But he looked in yeah. pretty bad shape. I. They didn't pull out a card or anything, but I thought, well, he might not come back into this game. And by that point, it was pretty much over anyway, but yeah, you're right. I think I, I should have realized that, that there's a starting running back out there now that's probably widely available. I was just looking at his score last week. And I'm like, well, he did pretty bad, but starter's <laughs> a starter, man. I forgot about that. So
0: Exactly. Going into the tight ends, I got two but everyone should check their league just in case because Robert Tanya is available in a lot and Schultz is still available in a lot of leagues. But Trey Burton's being consistent. And then I think you brought up Kyle Rudolph. Nice. Uh, and he's still super low owned. So those are my tight ends for the week.
1: Well, you nabbed the only two that I have in Trey Burton with 28%. He's back-to-back yep. games. Back-to-back games with a touchdown and five-plus targets. So you got to love his opportunities and always the touchdowns. They're obviously looking at their tight ends down by the end zone. And then, I, of course, Kyle Rudolph, I've got him again because he's only 23% rostered. And Irv Smith has been dealing with uh, an injury, the other tight end in Minnesota. But as more teams start loading up the box to stop Dalvin Cook, which I think they have to, otherwise Dalvin Cook's just going to destroy teams. Uh, Cousins is going to look to his receivers and tight ends, so... Looks good for Rudolph.
0: Yeah. Going into the kicking game, I didn't even write down a kicker. I mean, you're. it was last week we had the same ones, and they'd be the same ones this week because, you know, they're a lone guy from the Jets, Graham, and I can't think of Cano. So those are the only two I would mention again.
1: I think I'm right on the boat. I, this, this week I started looking at how they've done on percentage-wise over the year. And so Graham Cano, Uh, And, you know, there's some guys that are just too highly rostered to even count on the waiver wire. But Graham Gano's is out there, 23% rostered. Uh, He's only missed one field goal on the year, Graham Gano for the Giants. One field goal miss all year and no extra point misses. So really like that consistency. I hate the misses because they cost us a lot in our league. Um, And then Cairo Santos. I think you mentioned this guy last week or the week before. For Chicago, he's only 6% rostered. But he's only missed two field goals on the year and zero missed extra points. So those are the two guys I like. And it was strictly about percentage this week instead of opportunity.
0: Yeah, the kicking's getting slow. So it's kind of a rough waiver wire week. And Maybe it's because all the sites haven't updated to give us <laughs> full numbers. Well, part of it is this week's not done yet. Week 12 still has... Uh, a couple of
1: days to go today and tomorrow. Week twelve officially ends, I guess, on Wednesday
0: afternoon. Yeah, that's for sure.
1: I haven't even looked to see like what uh what channel that's on and when it's on. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh when we can actually watch that game. Now I gotta pull it up. So do you have anything? <laughs> that's our uh, waiver wire, right? Do you have anything else for us?
0: No, other than Every good player I had this week was on my bench. It cost me the big game. I had a chance. I went with the matchup play, you know. I'm going with the matchup play of Carlos Dunlop, right? Started out great. Got that half a sack, and then he disappeared. I think Oh yep. they gave up five sacks, and he only ended up with .5. They so could I'm have like, very oh.
1: easily given him that full sack because he pretty much was tackling the guy, and then another guy came in and pretty much helped. But – I mean, the sack was pretty much already made, so I thought they should have given uh, Carlos Dunlap the full sack there. But that's that's the score. And, and then you're right; like you just didn't hear from him the rest of the game.
0: Nope. and I was like, bummer deal. I only needed 30 points out of two players, and a little rough.
1: So, looking at this uh, Wednesday game, it's going to be on NBC at 3:40 p.m. Eastern Time, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. So in Heiden's Field.
0: So that's like 2 o'clock, 2.40 our time then, right? One forty. so just about 2 o'clock. Yeah, yeah 1.40, one forty, two o'clock, yeah. That is crazy. I wonder, if, sick day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you,
1: if you want to push your lunch back a couple hours, to so take your lunch right around 1.40 uh, p.m. or if you're on the East Coast, 3.40 p.m., maybe get off work a little bit early and watch that game or listen to it. I'm guessing you could probably find some radio broadcasts, but. Yeah, that's going to be just weird. A day game on Wednesday. So, I guess they're not really going for the TV audience on that. I, You know, more people would watch it if it was later.
0: Yeah, well, they still got to prepare for the following week still, right?
1: Yeah, and they moved their game to, seems like Sunday or, I mean, Monday or Tuesday. I think uh, Baltimore got pushed to Tuesday. So, Dallas-Baltimore will be on Tuesday next week. So, a week from today. And... Washington-Pittsburgh will be like part of a doubleheader starting at 3 our time or 5 p.m. Eastern time. And then Buffalo-San Francisco will be the late Monday night game. So a doubleheader Monday night. Those are always fun. Yeah. And then the Tuesday game will start at 6 our time or 8 p.m. Eastern. So that's going to be a late one on the East Coast where it's being played too in Baltimore. So, But I don't know if they're going to get a big audience for uh, Dallas- Baltimore. And that's going to be on the Tuesday game next week. It's going to be on Fox and then NFL Network. And I don't even see a TV broadcast for Washington Pittsburgh on Monday night. I'm sure they'll have one, but I don't see one listed right now. So <laughs> who knows? I mean, this, this year is getting crazy. I've, I mean, it's, I've heard a lot of people, especially fans of Pittsburgh, right? Uh, what was it, week one or two? Tennessee had that breakout problem. And NFL bent over backwards to try to move things around and reschedule so they could play it, you know, at full strength. And then Baltimore plays Pittsburgh, you know, this week. And the NFL is doing the same thing. They're bending over backwards to make sure this game gets played and moving a bunch of stuff around. But you're, like you said, some of these other teams, uh, the teams that the NFL hates, like Las Vegas and Denver, they say, you know what? You can't. Denver actually tried to start their coach, right? They wanted one of their coaches to play quarterback. And the NFL shut that down. <laughs> they said, "No, you, you got to play with players." In Las Vegas, they get COVID issues, and the NFL says, "No, nope, not only are you going to play with no offensive linemen, but we're going to find you a bunch for getting your own." And you know, you got to, you got to, you got to be safe, right? And some of these teams just aren't. And I noticed that if you watch these sidelines during some of these games, they got every player on the sidelines, even if they're in the game, uh, wearing wearing masks while they're on the sidelines.
0: And some of the players had masks on while they were playing the game.
1: I didn't notice that, but I'm, I'm, I've been hearing that that's a possibility.
0: Yeah, I saw a handful of them. I was right, going to write down their names. I never got back to it, But, yeah, there I saw about three guys in the Denver game. Where, was it really Denver? I'm not sure. If Denver,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, who was it? It was uh, that old Colorado running back uh, from college. That uh, started, who's the little guy there, the running back Lindsay? in Denver? Yeah, Philip Lindsay. He started there and he was the for starting quarterback, technically, just to run it. I don't think he threw a pass, but I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. I thought it was going to be that receiver. And the receiver came in and what would he go, like one of nine passing? With the pick. Yeah. <laughs> so he completed one to his team, one to his team, <laughs> one to the other team. Well, that was I crazy. turned
0: the game off at halftime. I was like, I can't watch no more.
1: Yeah, that was, that was a little tough. I mean, it was, it was only going to be on just for comedy purposes, I think. But looking at some of these COVID things, what do you think is just the craziest situation? Is it San Francisco being that they have to play their games in a different state altogether for two weeks in a row? Or do you think it's like this Pittsburgh or Baltimore deal where they've been moving teams around?
0: I think the most inconvenience is probably the Niners needing to move practice facilities and everything right out of the whole state. Yeah. And then I have a weird feeling about the Pittsburgh. Like if you're a good team, they kind of want to make sure you're playing up to par for the good teams, you know, and maybe I'm making that up as we go, but it's like, how do you move, keep moving the Pittsburgh Baltimore games, but San Francisco, a couple of weeks ago, like we talked, a bunch of cases, Denver, no quarterback. How do you not yeah. move those to get these? I mean, they're off of the COVID list today in the quarterback room for Denver. They could have played tonight.
1: They could have. They could have made a Tuesday night game easily, but Denver doesn't get the the love that basically Pittsburgh opponent. And maybe it's because Pittsburgh's 10-0, and so they don't want bad games where they're beaten up on teams without a quarterback or a running back. So, so Baltimore had zero running backs, right? No, they had Gus yeah. Edwards, so at least they still had one. And I don't know if their quarterback was on it or not, but you give him some time. And now Baltimore on uh, Wednesday is going to have all their running backs back. So, so much for waiver wire saying go pick up Gus Edwards.
0: Yeah, and uh, then Vegas, Vegas, they're not getting no love because Gruden had to put the G string on or the thong on as his mask. You know, week two because he got fined without wearing a mask. So <laughs> you can kind of see that one. But the other cases, I just, I don't understand how they're making the choices of uh, moving games. I wish there was, I can outline, if there's a percentage of the players that are positive, you know, we got to keep it safe. That's why we're not. Or, or we're just hearing about the three quarterbacks for Denver, and they're the only three cases that got it where maybe the whole Baltimore team, maybe like 50% of the team has it. It's hard to say without no info.
1: And the Denver thing was one of the weirdest situations for me because I don't know if I've ever even imagined a game where – I mean, obviously through injury you can get down to the emergency quarterbacks or not having a quarterback at all, but to start a game with zero quarterbacks And you've got two running backs that are technically playing and one wide receiver. I think one of the running backs was Royce Freeman was an emergency quarterback. So I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. So I think Denver had it bad. And then uh, Pittsburgh, they're just getting bounced around. I mean, their schedules, it's probably worse for Pittsburgh fans, but you know, the practice, you got to know if you're going to play and you got to get some time to practice. And it's just, it's kind of nuts going, going forward. But anyway, I just figured I'd, kind of catch up with all this madness this year
0: yeah maybe it was you or maybe it was someone else i was reading on the internet that they gave denver the option to forfeit
1: oh so So there's the game
0: yeah like oh you can forfeit. i can't remember if i was where i was reading it where someone texted me that
1: well i know know that uh the nfl has never seen a truly forfeit in all of its years i think way back in the early days of the nfl there was one that was a forfeit, but it was a disputed whether or not it was a forfeit or a cancellation or something like that. But that was about the only at least disputed forfeit in the NFL history. So that's probably why we're not seeing a forfeit. But I mean, Denver kind of forfeit. <laughs> they showed mm-hmm. up, but I'd rather see him play like that because at least there's some comedy to it. But yeah, it's they didn't really have a chance going into that. But I don't think, you know anybody wants to see a a forfeit and no players on these teams will. I mean, they'll play if, if all they have is offensive linemen at every position on the field, even receiver, they'll play a game with like that. It might be funny to watch, but you know, if everybody else is out, they'll do it. So got to play.
0: Yeah, exactly. Crazy.
1: Well, I only have one little bonus content for you this week. Um, Instead of, uh, we we're going to do our, our pick six pick em on Thursday. So I figured on Tuesday, we'll do a tailgate pick em. So looking Ooh. at the games here, uh, I think the one that seems interesting to me is Philadelphia and Green Bay. Probably the tailgate's going to be more interesting than the actual football game. But we'll see. You never know what's going to happen in the NFL. So I'm going to break down these two tailgate options and pretty much you have to do your pick em. So starting off with Philadelphia um, cheesesteak sandwiches, right? That's the Philly thing. Uh, maybe that's more of a tourist thing, but that's what I'm going with for the Philly tailgate. And then Green Bay, beer, cheese, soup, and brats. So which of those do you like and why?
0: Well, good Philly cheese sandwich. I'm going to have to go with that because they're tough to beat and I've been making a ton of them, but brats and cheese soup actually sounds really good. That's what 24 degrees outside today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anything that'll warm you up. And you make that ch- cheesesteak sandwich pretty hot and fresh. Mm. I think that sounds good, too. And it's all about the bread. But if I yeah. imagine my perfect cheesesteak sandwich versus I've had beer cheese soup, I think at the Minneapolis airport long ago. Didn't have with brats with it, but that sounds really good. But I'm with you for tailgating. I want something that I can hold my hand and eat like a sandwich. So I'm going with the cheesesteak sandwich as well. So we're both on Philly. That means Philly's going to crush Green Bay this week in the tailgate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Perfect.
1: <laughs> we'll try to keep that going every t- every week for uh, for uh, you know a good matchup, a tailgate matchup that I see that we'll uh, do a pick'em. But we're both on Philly this week in the tailgate. Um, do you have anything else, to add? I just want to throw out our email. Well, before you add anything you have, if you have any, in this uh, IDP buffet at gmail.com that's idp buffet at gmail.com and feel free to send us whatever you got
0: perfect i don't have anything dad it's been kind of a crazy day trying to get everything done and not very much news out there at the nfl not closing out their week yet yeah
1: well i hope you're enjoying your uh, leftover turkey sandwiches because that's what these days are all about So uh, I'll talk to you later and have a good rest of your week till our next show on Thursday. Perfect. See you, kiddo. All right. Bye.